Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey everyone, Daisy Ridley will not be in the next batch of Star Wars movies. Mark Hamill is happy that he's out after this uh, Star Wars movie. And Jedi Fallen Order has dropped 25 minutes of footage. What's the point? I might as well just watch other people play it. Why do I need to play it? I'll enjoy it that way, like a Twitch stream. Maybe I'll watch Ken Naxstock, who should be sitting in my seat right now, playing Jedi Fallen Order. I'll get my jollies that way. Well, as I said, I'm John Roga, sitting in for Ken Napsock. Gonna do the news, but that's the man right there, Christian Harloff. He's hosting this show. Take it away, sir. <laughs> I don't know. Should I even bother? It's a hell of an intro. Uh, Ken Napsock is eating a donut on the side of a highway somewhere, and I'm get stuck with uh, with Billy Blowhard over there. Uh, but well, thank you, John, for opening up the show. It is very nice to have everybody back. It is the Star Wars show here uh, from Collider, the Collider Jedi Council, joining us. 
Roka Fett, we already know, God forbid, we want him to talk again. We'll get, we'll get back to him in a second. But joining us on the table, she's back. It is the Grand, the Moth, the Nemiroff. Hello. How are you? Happy to be here. Good Happy to, to be here. It's going to be an interesting ride today with this guy. Yeah. Here. It is. It's going to be good. cats in Star Wars? Perry Nemiroff wants to know. I'm There's sure a will love be. cat. There's a, lo- a, lo- a love cat, yeah. Yeah, it counts. That's, counts. that's Dewey's like, favorite uh, Star yeah. Wars toy if at Chewie home. Chewie counts as a dog, that counts as a cat. Who calls Chewie a dog? Everyone. All right. It was based off of Lucas's dog, for God's sake. That's true. That's a fair point, yeah. actually. Yeah, I've heard of that before. Well, let's jump into the news here. This is coming to us from the so Star Wars movie news. Yeah, Star You're new Wars to the movie show, but the way Star we started Wars off normally is... Oh, there you go. Okay, do whatever there you want, Sean. Go ahead. Go for wow. it. Wow. <laughs> let's just admire that graphic for a minute. Go ahead, pal. <laughs> Brand new to the show. Bump, bump, but Okay, Star Wars movie news. Let's jump into this thing. Uh, this We get a little... Uh, Mark Hamill, as you may know, is playing uh, your buddy there in the new Child's Play reboot that's out right now. Not doing so well in the theaters. Certainly liked by at least one person on this panel. Uh, but he is has been doing the voice here, and they've been talking to him, interviews, doing the press row, all that jazz. Well, the Associated Press was talking to him, and they asked him about Star Wars and this latest installment. And he said, quote... Uh, about Luke Skywalker. He said, well, because Luke Skywalker had closure in the last one, the fact that I'm involved in any capacities only because of that peculiar aspect of the Star Wars mythology where if you're a Jedi, you get to come back and make a curtain call as a Force ghost. Christian, this strikes me as almost like, yeah, this is why I get to come back. It's not really a big deal in the story. This is what I'm doing. What's your point of view? We know he's had um, a love-hate relationship since Last Jedi with this whole version of st- these uh, uh, pre- well, these uh, trilogy of movies. What do you think about his response here? Well, I mean, look, I think the first thing that it's just an open confirmation that he's coming back as a Force ghost. Yeah. And I think that that's something that we hadn't got yet. But I think everybody assumed that anyway. But he kind of knew that. I mean, there were some people that wondered, would we, was J.J. going to retcon? And is he going to be alive somehow or another? And then nobody really thought that it necessarily would happen. So him coming back as a force goes and him confirming as much mm-hmm. makes sense to me. But I also think, I think people are making a little bit too big of a deal of the fact that when he said, they asked him if he's come back, he's like, or asked him if he was done. He said, right. I hope so. It's just... He's been playing the character for a long time. Mm-hmm. He came back in this trilogy. He's exhausted from it. The next movies aren't going to be, as we find out from Daisy Ridley anyway, aren't really going to be about uh, these people. And, and and it's over for, for this. This is the end of the Skywalker lineage here. Mm-hmm. This is the end of it. So, uh, you know, it's it, people, anytime he opens his mouth, whether it's on Twitter, people have a story to say about it because he is pretty open about yep. this stuff. But I think the biggest story here is the confirmation with, with the Force Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was something that I expected, and I was kind of rooting for. I mm. liked the conclusion that his character got in the flesh, at least, in the last movie. And given another topic we're going to talk about today, which is the translations for all the different uh, Episode Nine titles in various countries around the world, mm. I think the fact that he confirmed he's coming back as a Force Ghost serves all the theories that I've had about what this movie and what that title could mean mm. going forward. So... I'm kind of glad that he just put it out there so we don't have to sit here and speculate yeah. on something that seemed obvious to begin with. You just knew it anyway. The question is, how much is he going to be involved? Um, to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to be in the movie that much. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'd... starting to lean in the other direction. Yeah. Ooh, you think he's going to be in the yeah. movie a lot? Yeah. I, yeah. I, like, I don't know oh. if you, you want to jump ahead, but like, when, all right, when Look, we get to the There's one thing to let you guys titles. know. No, we, first of all, whatever you want to talk about, talk about. Okay. We, don't have, okay. we don't have to go topic by topic. Whatever, well, whatever you want to talk about. Going to those topics in the different translations, like if you go, like what what is it in uh, Japan it's Dawn of Skywalker yeah. in Polish uh, one of the words uh, translates to resurrection or rebirth that's what I've been thinking about Rise of
rise of Skywalker ever since we first saw that trailer and heard the title is that Skywalker is going to be a new version of the Jedi yeah, Order. Yeah, yeah. And I think that he is going to have a bigger influence because, again, I'm skipping ahead, but I think he's going to show himself as a Force ghost to both Kylo and Rey as one last ditch effort mm. to bring them all together. I can't say if it's going to happen because obviously I don't know anything and I don't really even know what, you know, my speculation brain, what path it's heading down right mm. now. But I think he's going to try to influence both of them and we're going to be left in a position where Skywalker is just the new Jedi Order and his influence is felt big time in whatever path Ray takes. Over or under, see we're on the same page here then from conversation because I don't, I think he's going to have enough of an impact because I think if you look at the trailer itself, he's having a conversation with her saying that he's passed on everything that all the Jedi know almost being like a beacon for all the Jedi in general. But over under 20 minutes for Luke hmm. Skywalker. I'm going to say I'm going to say under, but I still okay. I still do think even if we're talking about, let's say, a two hour, 15 minute movie, I still think that let's say it is 20 minutes on the dot. That is going to feel like weighty material. OK. All right. So we're on the same page. Yeah. I don't think he's in the movie more than 15 minutes. I think he, he, he may not physically be in the movie, but I sense like we just saw with Spider-Man Far From Home that the presence of him will be throughout the movie. They'll probably be spoken about, hmm. referenced, what have you. Yeah, so yeah. he may not physically appear for more than 20 minutes, uh, but he'll certainly be felt throughout, okay. echoing through. I think that's certainly possible. And I would say with these words, it seems a bit like, like he just does not like this trilogy of films and what they did with his character. I think there'd be a different response if he did, in my personal opinion. I think emotionally... A little more excitement. A little more excitement, a little more like, I'm looking forward. It, it is going to be sad to say goodbye to this character who I've loved for so long. Right. right? The fact that he's being playful about he he feels that, in my opinion, he's done I, with it. I look at things in more an emotional place than more brainy place, more emotional place. And to me, I sense that he's like, well, this is this is the way I'm going to talk about it because if I talk about it any other way, I'll slide into anger again, like I did with Last Jedi a number of times. It's and weird. Got I'm kind of, like, even though I am a fan of Last Jedi, if and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but if he mm. does feel that way, I'm kind of glad that he could just voice his honest opinion because I don't know. What are they going to do? Fire him? Yeah, it's never. <laughs> well, it's not even just about like what are they going to do. Right. Fire him. Right. It's it's about the fact that he cares about what happened to the character. I mean, yeah. there's oh, so sure. many actors out there who could have been a part of major franchises and been like, whatever, I'll just read well, yeah. my lines and then be done with it. He cares, well, he and that's cool. Yeah, well, this, it's the role that started his yeah. whole career. It gave him everything that he's got, yeah. and and he he's been very vocal. He he's to this day yeah. he doesn't like where where when he doesn't like the fact that he didn't get to be on screen with both Carrie and uh, and Harrison. Yeah. He doesn't like the fact the way that they that the, what they did with him, the way that it started out. And if you look, you know. It was significantly different from the end of because he was also told two different things because the end of episode seven originally he was supposed to mm -hmm. be moving rocks and he was mm -hmm. supposed to be all powerful and he wasn't cut off from the force so he thought he was going to get that version of himself that he always envisioned so he was, he was cool with coming back and then he was told something completely different it's like actually you know we're going to switch this up and you're now disconnected from the force yeah. and you're not powerful anymore because you don't want to be and, and he's like well that's not how and he said this this is on record he said it many times that's not how Luke would be. That's not what would happen. Yeah. But he's a professional, and he did his job, and he did a great job. Mm -hmm. One of his best performances probably that, he, that he's done Agreed. so far. Um, but, yeah, I think he's over it. I think yeah. he's done with the fact that he's also done with the fact of the scrutiny online. He's done with all these things. And he's mm -hmm. openly said it many times. He's a D.C. hardcore fan. 
He's a, he loves the DC movies. He, lo- yep. he loves the DC comic books. He, he, that's that's his thing, and that's his passion. Uh, it's where his son is is Nathan, right, Nathan is, is yeah. the hardcore Star Wars fan, which is crazy when you think about it. I brought this up to Nathan, who was on the show. Is that uh, you know growing up with it, you'd probably be like, oh god, more Star Wars, and he wants he wants more Star Wars, more Star Wars. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I think that I think that uh, he's just done with it in general, and I also think that it's one of those things that where they said we're done with the Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, yeah. and this is why. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, beating the drum that the next movies are set between a thousand to three thousand years beforehand because there's no there's no expectations, there's no comparisons, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no mm. old characters that have to show up because you can build anew. Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, well, either way, he's done, he's gone, yeah. and it must hurt him a little bit too to have people be like on the in the message boards and online, social media, and on Reddit threads being like, "I can't wait till we're done with the Skywalker trilogy or Skywalker storyline when he is one of the central parts." of that Skywalker storyline. It must really bother him to hear that. So in the long run, it's good for him to just kind of let that go and move on. It doesn't mean we won't hear him in video games, possibly down yeah. the road or what have you, but certainly on camera, I think we're done with Luke after this uh, ep- episode. Maybe Mark Hamill's Luke. Yes, because, fair. Okay, fair. You know, because I would just sure. say never say never to where if they want to do something for Disney Plus down the sure. line. Well, is, is it in the works now? No. Yeah. But I but I would say, you know, I there's been a big movement for Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Have you ever seen that comparison? Yeah, I have. Yeah. No, it looks pretty good, but I don't know. I, I'm a big uh, I'm, I'm hardcore rooting at this point for new things and as i got all caught up as you were saying you know you want to go back thousands of years like yes i want an old republic movie but i also don't want to not get to explore the future because what's the special thing that has been happening in this franchise and that's happening even more so right now is the fact that these main characters are building the foundation for a new generation and i want to see the examples they set Mm. put into action and i don't disagree with that but i don't need to see it today no no no, i don't need to see it i don't need to see it in five years from now because i think because that's the whole point is that if you give me like the old old republic first show me all stuff like we still have not seen a sith army we have not seen a jedi army we have Mm -hmm. not seen a lightsaber fight on each other since force awakens for god's sakes so i want to see that again and i want to be like because i and not everybody is is into the force and the lightsabers but there are a ton that are and i think it'd be nice to explore that and then 10 15 years from now then or Disney Plus now yeah, adds a new know. thing. Now you can have a brand new series because let's say, hey, you know what we're going to do now? Now we're going to follow Finn. John Boyega signed mm-hmm. up for an eight-episode arc on Disney Plus, and we're going to do something yeah. there. They have that ability to do that inside of that future mm-hmm. that you're talking about. The cool thing I keep thinking about ever since that uh, amazing Las Vegas Comic-Con panel with Daniel Logan, because we were talking about The Mandalorian and how, yeah, Boba Fett is probably not in that. But what Star Wars, like all Mm -hmm. different Star Wars, it doesn't matter what time period it's set in. And it also doesn't matter if it's Disney Plus in a TV show form or on the big screen. Just how... Certain individuals don't need to be directly involved in order to be affected by something like he was busy explaining, you know, it would be really cool if the Mandalorian achieved this. He said something along the lines of we'll show you stuff about Mandalorian culture so you further understand why Boba and and Jango Fett wanted to take on that mantle and that look and that armor and those ideals. Because right, Boba's Bo not a Mandalorian. Yeah, right, that's right. like the coolest thing about Star Wars is that it cannot be connected, but it still is. It still all matters. Well, that's right. And I think that it's going into Mandalorian conversation here is that from remember, Favreau was an original trilogy guy. That's where his mm-hmm. love from the movies came from. And to him, Boba Fett was a Mandalorian. So one of the, the rumors behind the scenes was that when he was 
and, he, and they talked about this at the panel that he kept writing to uh, he wrote a script mm-hmm. and the script what was rumored was a Boba Fett thing that he sent to Filoni and he sent like Boba and he was wearing like his Boba Fett socks forever was at the time but but they had to tell him kind of you know remember because they're prequels Boba Fett's not a he's not a Mandalorian you know so we got to switch this out what if it's an original character and he worked through it but plus the fact he's worked with Filoni for so long yeah. uh, and Filoni has made Filoni's one of the main guys that has made Mandalorian culture uh, in the canon so relevant right mm-hmm. look at stuff he did with Bo-Katan or, mm-hmm. or uh, Sabine mm-hmm. uh, and I think we're going to you're 100% right you're going to learn so much about the Mandalorian culture in, in it because of both of their loves for the for the, I am the hardcore rooting for that because I'm fascinated by it. And you even know one of my biggest takeaways from that panel at a celebration this year. It wasn't even necessarily I love the footage, but it wasn't necessarily the footage. Right. It was seeing uh, the uh, the Mandalorian mercs. And just just like the vibe, the fact that like their enthusiasm for Mandalorian culture just like radiated out through the entire building. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Dave Filoni, like you mentioned. Uh, Yeah, we got to move on. I was going to go. We're going to go more into (laughs) this. Say twenty more minutes of this thing. Listen, this is one of the. There's no, nothing going no, on out there. There's nothing going on. There out there. is. I built this whole document for God's sake. Let's swing into the conversation. Let's do a new show. Let's do a new show. What's next? We keep talking, and that's about the director stuff. I put this in here to give us because there wasn't much going on. Some mm-hmm. of the conversation to have about a screen rant did this whole thing. Directors who should get a Star Wars movie and what they could be about. There were ten directors listed. One of those was Dave Filoni, who just mentioned. So we can keep this conversation going. But sure, I want to sure. kind of steer it into another a- avenue. Is well, what director do you want to see come on to this? project that maybe isn't listed by Screen Rant here. Who are they list? Give me some list. Okay, give me some I'll give you list. some list. Like I said, Dave Filoni, Guillermo del Toro, of course, Perry yeah. interviewed. He spoke about his Boba Fett underworld story. Justin Lin is one who was mentioned. Joe Cornish from The Kid Who Would Be King and Attack the Block fame. Matt Reeves is a possibility they've thrown out there. Dean DeBloss, who did um, had the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. Patty Jenkins, of course. She's always at the top list for lying people. Ryan Coogler. Uh, is on that list as well, and Taika Waititi topping the list. So, well, any thoughts there? Well, Titi's doing uh, Mandalorian, so we yeah. know that he's already we getting. He's, he's going to be a part of it. So, you know, and he and we know he loves Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So, it's certainly a possibility. And he's in the Disney family anyway, mm-hmm. so that'll probably happen one way down the line. The question is, though, who are Benioff and Weiss going to give? their movies to is it going to be one director to do all three right or is it going to be a mix-up because if they have the scripts i'm okay with them switching up directors when there's a narrative from start to finish right, my exactly. biggest problem with this new An trilogy arc. is that there there's been no there's there, it was from the beginning it was there was never where we were going there was never a plan so it was always jj has his first movie and then he's gone now so ryan what do you want to do so now ryan does a movie now jj gets to finish up whatever else is there and you you're going to walk out going okay hopefully you walk out going that's a great movie but there's never a plan if the rumors are true, if we have three scripts already done for this new trilogy, mm-hmm. then it's easy for me to say, okay, look, these are already done. The producers know what they want to do. So bring in three kick-ass directors mm-hmm. to, to really utilize these scripts and deliver on these scripts. I would like to see Patty Jenkins, for sure. I would like to see uh, Ryan Coogler. But I also would like mm-hmm. to see the Russo brothers, who were not on that list. And I think the Russo brothers are hardcore Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. They are. We know that they've, they've, they're going to be in charge of, if not the most successful movie of all time, number two. Um, and I think the Russo brothers would slam this thing home. So I would go with the Russo brothers. It's so hard to think about whether or not I would want different directors on each movie without mm. knowing what the actual story right. is going to be. But 
the reason why I lean towards one individual right now, it's just because Spider-Man Far From Home is fresh in my mind. Mm. And what John Watts is doing for Peter Parker as as an individual being built and having this epic coming of age, not even just movie, like saga. Maybe Mm. if he makes another film, I think there's so much more growth for Peter Parker to be had on the big screen. So I'm just so hooked right now on John Watts directing three Spider-Man movies that my brain says give it to one person. But on that list... Yeah, I was just going to say, I yeah, yeah. I just want to make it clear. I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah. I just think it's less of a risk to do three different directors with three scripts that are already done than because I would much prefer one person take us from one, two, and three it, it, because of everything that you're saying. Because like, Look at the the one I was just thinking of. Uh, I just had something in my head. that we, oh, I mean, the Russo brothers. Yeah. Yeah. If you look from what they did from... From uh, Winter Soldier mm-hmm. to Civil War to Infinity One and then Infinity Two, like their stamp on all this and knowing so much about it yeah. took us into this phase. So I would really like to see one person or two people yeah. do it at the same time. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot, a of, work. lot of work to direct three movies yeah. like that. The favorite ones on this list, though, for me, I mean, surprise, surprise, Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Like, just give him anything. Um, I like the Joe Cornish uh, suggestion, too, because mm. Attack the Block is one of my favorite movies in recent years. And I finally did get around to seeing The Kid Who Would Be King. And that's, that's like a fun, family-friendly yeah. romp. And mm. I feel like if you want to do i don't necessarily think that he would be best suited for an old republic movie but if they wanted to you know spin off in another direction maybe something geared a little more towards younger star wars fans he could be a great option yeah. for that say, jedi academy yeah something like that yeah but i'll tell you del toro i don't know if i love anyone more than i love del toro mm-hmm. especially after getting a chance to meet him a handful of times yeah. a, a sweetheart of, of a dude uh, a very talented creative writer I don't necessarily think as a director he's right for Old Republic, if that's in, mm. indeed the movies. Because here's the reason. It's the same reason like when you get a – same reason I feel like you, how you feel about Tarantino with yeah. like Star Trek yeah. or even Tim Burton with anything that he does. Del Toro's style is going to be all over the place. And he's been notorious for the fact that when Del Toro's doing a movie, he wants to do it the way that he's going to do it. Yeah. And in this particular circumstance – you want to have someone that's going to follow the narrative all the way through the very, and, and not like just say, well, then he can't be his, his guy that right. He's got, he's got to do what the studio wants him to do. Well, there've been many directors like Ryan Coogler who made his yeah. vision with black Panther, but still fit the narrative. Right. And there's, and, and I mean, shoot, Peyton Reed, all these guys that have done that. That's what you're going to need for these movies. Now that's not to say that mm-hmm. del Toro shouldn't do any star Wars movie, like a standalone thing that, that he can do like a gangster movie or something like that. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent, but not this particular. He's the kind of guy where if he, like, I don't care what topic I come up with right now. If he puts his name like on the roster to direct a particular story, whether it's star Wars or any other franchise for that matter, he doesn't do things unless he is like wholeheartedly ready to jump into it. Passionate, like to the core. So mm-hmm. whatever whatever he picks, if the day does come in Star Wars, I'm going to say, yep, that's the right fit for him because I believe in his choices. Yeah, see, like that's again, it has nothing to do for me for ever doubting how passionate he's going right. to be about mm-hmm. it. It's just whether or not that passion is right for the old Republic. If again, this yep. is all rumor. This is all rumor right, again, right. too. Like because the thing is, what is, is it going to look like a Del Toro movie or is it going to look like a Star Wars movie? Same, well, what th- right. what is a Del Toro movie anymore? Like I know I, mean, I know on. he does have like a fantasy yeah. quality to yeah. a lot of his to a lot of his things, but. He's he's got a good amount of variety there at this point. But you can always tell. I mean, and this is a compliment to him as well too. You can tell when it's a Del Toro movie. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. you can feel it. And I think someone who I would be very interested to see one that we didn't bring up too is Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, yeah Cuarón would be very. Look what he did with Harry Potter. Yeah, sure. And he has such a unique style, and he has a very different style. But 
he fit into the Harry Potter world like that. I would never say no to that. I, I right. know. I, I know this is about inclusion nowadays, and I think it's really important. My thing is Quaron, Chad Stahelski, and Inaritu doing a trilogy of movies that Star Wars based in the Knights of the Old Republic would be very interesting because you've got the epic nature of it, you've got the more hardcore, gritty nature of it, and the battle scenes might be incredible, hand-to-hand battle scenes, stuff we've seen in the video games before. Stahelski would be great for I wouldn't, and Inaratu might be one of my favorite directors living. I wouldn't want him anywhere near Star Wars. Movie. Really? After huh. hearing his comments on comic book movies oh, and everything, right. too, he wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, and but he'd do it his way. It's not a matter. That's, that's the thing, again, yeah. with this, for this particular trilogy. A standalone movie... Absolutely. Right, Inaratu right, comes right. in with a take to do something new and unique in the Star Wars world. You give it this particular trilogy. You want to get people are going to paint because Star Wars fans in general want to mm-hmm. have that overall Star Wars feel. And this is, again, I think that we talked about this on, on Clatter Live the other day. Mm-hmm. And this is not to start throwing shots at Last Jedi again. I think everybody at this table who enjoyed Last yeah. Jedi can agree. It is the most adult feeling Star Wars movie out of all of them. It's, it's not really made for kids, this particular mm-hmm. movie. And it's one of the reasons why the toys were terrible. The yeah. sales. The sales were terrible. Um, because And Star Wars always has to feel a little bit of a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what we need from the lightsabers and the Force. And it, it, could, it could fit for young kids, for teenagers, for all of that. And I think that... And I, not to say I don't want to see dark side stuff, too. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to f- make it feel a little bit more... Uh, like it used to, and the hardcore fan getting inside of it, and I think Quran could could fit that. Filoni, let's see what happens with Mandalorian. Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. You know who could fit it, and you know who might have some free time right now. West Ball. Did you watch that mouse guard footage? <laughs> oh, good God, that was cool. All right, that looks great. great and also, great did you yeah. see the staff fighting in that? That yeah. to me that says really Star cool. Wars combat. Yeah. But also, it's I know the Agreed. I know the Maze Runner movies aren't for everyone, but that first movie was excellent he knows what he's doing with visual effects and i have a feeling that with a star wars size budget he can make the most of every single penny and i think he can knock it out of the park i think that's a good call because i'll tell you even though because you can't blame you can't blame even maze runners like even it didn't wasn't the huge hit on him because a lot of it was just based off material that a lot of people just didn't really care about right but the the last movie that i saw i don't know what it was called um care sure but uh but, but that opening fight it's great. Opening, it's great. Yeah, he's, it a, was, he's got yeah. a great eye. He has a good eye. And, and that mouse guard footage was, it made me want to watch the movie. Yeah. I didn't yep. know what the hell the thing was about. I was like, why'd they cancel? Exactly. When, when, they, when the article came out, it was like, mouse guard's canceled. I go, I was like, who cares about mouse guard? I watched the trailer. I go, why'd they cancel that? Yeah. I'm like, it looks great. And I think that's a, that's a really good pull. But that's why I'm also very, I stand by the fact that I think they're going to announce something by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Because I think that they announce a director and they, they give the director some time because the more and more you wait, then Star Wars fans are going to be like, who's directing? What's happening? Yeah. How's it happening? But if, you get, if, if somebody comes out, you know who's directing, then you're waiting for the next word for the person. To give, it's, it's less about the director saying, I'm doing this project, as it then becomes, well, who's in it? Right. And what's it going to be? And all that kind of stuff. And I think you'd announce the director first and actually about the premise first. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to be right so badly just because yeah. I want all the information now, now, now. I just have a feeling we're we'll I have a feeling we're going to have to wait because yeah. I don't even think that Disney and Lucasfilm are necessarily thinking about 
the Star Wars franchise first over the success of Disney Plus because this could be a game changing year for Disney mm, yeah. where it scares me a little, but come November, they could just completely like obliterate the competition or the competition's hope for the future because, hey, Netflix has been the juggernaut in the streaming right. industry for quite a while now and this could I'm not going to say that this could be the end but this could certainly be the end of their domination well they're going to have a challenger as yeah. to their championship a big they, challenger the second one was HBO and HBO and that just happens to HBO yeah. just happens to be there like hey we're good where we are we're not yeah. challenging for the title as where you have Netflix running the game, the game, starting to lose material left and right to other streaming services now this is again something we brought up on Collider Live the other day the first thing that Disney Plus is going to do was second. You can't eat one more plug, and that's it. On Collider Live, no, it's part of this network. It's part of this network. The Collider Live, uh, when we talked about it, um, it's see, you threw me off with, the, with a little bit of the, um, we're, we're Sorry, where were we going there? The, the, we started with what? Uh, the streaming service yeah, stuff. The streaming service and the competition. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, because that was that's the whole point. Is the competition is because if they bring in these this show, whether it's Mandalorian, uh, Loki. Lady and the Tramp, all these IPs that have been created mm-hmm. beforehand, you're going to get fans of that particular franchise, the Star Wars fans, the Marvel fans. But what they need to do in order to start to overtake Netflix is they have to start making their own original IP stuff. Yes, absolutely. They have to start making because you can keep putting in shows like the Marvel shows and the Star Wars, and you'll get that fan base. But if you want to get brand new people to continue on with your with your thing, you're going to have to come up with original movies, original IP, and it's in order to sustain and in order to overtake Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to have to do. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's true. And this is like the scary reality that we're in right mm-hmm. now. Is Look at the Avengers Endgame box office. Yeah. You, if you get that viewership, you don't even have to worry about... I mean, that studio is not worrying about producing original content right now. But I'm paying $15 for a ticket for Avengers Endgame once. I'm not paying 8 to $9 every month mm-hmm. and just to see it You know, every month. If it's another piece of all the other streaming things I have. Because the, the question is, do if, if I'm not a fan of Star Wars, if I'm not a fan of Marvel, if I'm not a fan of these things, why do I want to join? That's what I'm saying about it. You can go after the Marvel fans. You can yep. go after the Star Wars fans, but you want to go after the people who don't give a crap about those movies? You got to do And every stuff. streaming service has their original content. Amazon yeah. Prime has a number of original series. Right. They did Hulu even with that Looming Tower series. Those are original series. Yeah. They put HBO does the same thing with Wichita Chernobyl. So yeah. everybody has to do that. You I think do it. Disney certainly has to do that at some point down the road. Not right away. Not, yeah, right, yeah. not right away, but they, it's ironic that they are now playing the DC to right. Marvel game in the DC spot. So you don't they're think, having to catch you don't up think to they Netflix. need to uh, develop original I, IP? I have a feeling that what they would do before I, I think there's going to be some original stuff in the mix I don't mean they're going to completely cut right. it all off but mm. I don't think they need to as much as let's say Netflix because I think what they're going to do or at least what I hope they do with Disney Plus yeah. is that they use these incredible franchises they have like Star right. Wars and like Marvel and they use Disney Plus as a platform to explore more creative opportunities take bigger risks that right. they can't be with the do with the big budget movies and find new viewers that way well yeah I mean I think that that's for sure but I think that that's you're right Netflix has to do original IP because they're going to start losing all the other IP to people who mm. want to put it on their streaming services so they're in a place where they have to do this and they've been doing it so much that's the leg up that Disney Plus has they have all these very popular IPs so that's where they can start what I'm saying is that eventually I think at a, just on a creative standpoint yeah. you want to make new things because what's your stranger things 
You know, what's your, it's, it's, yeah, I already, we, Mandalorian was super popular. Loki is so popular. We're going to do a, a, uh, an Obi-Wan series. We're going to do all that. And people will get super excited. But it's again, if I don't give a crap about Marvel or Star Wars or, or even like the live action stuff, but I care. Oh, you know what? I got so-and-so on board to do this. Now, the one problem that they have though, is that they can't do super, like they can't do a series like Daredevil. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to put that on Hulu. Um, so, but so right. that that's the one thing that they have anyway. But doing more family oriented stuff and more family oriented movies, yeah. I mean, I just think it would be, it'd be silly not to. We're make, doing make... something even like a little smaller and more dramatic because one of the other directors I had on my list, and I'm going to butcher her name, and I'm so sorry for it because she directed the Mustang. Which have you mm, seen the Mustang? No, that's great. Put yeah. it at the top of your watch list. That is one of the best movies I've seen all year. Her name is Laura de Clermont. Tonner Ray. Yeah, I, sure. I, I don't know how to pronounce Sounds her last right. name. I am sorry. I will learn it at some point when I hear it out loud properly. But what she did with the Mustang, it's like I can picture something like that, like that level of like uh, of intimacy and a character arc yeah. and a sensitivity. There is room for that in Star Wars, too. I don't necessarily know if that's what they're trying to achieve with mm. with another trilogy. But if she went over to something like Disney Plus and created a quiet story about someone just living on a planet that we've never experienced before, there's so much opportunity. there. I agree with you so much there it, it, that this is why I've been saying in for a year that I think that Disney Plus could shift over the popularity of Star Wars onto television way more than even in the film mm. because or the love for it anyway because you're going to see what, what television in general has done for, for or streaming has done for television right they're mm. like essentially eight hour movies and the development of the characters is so much stronger in television than it is in a two hour film because I think if they ever announce an Obi-Wan series it's a much better play to do it as an eight or six part series yeah. on Disney Plus because we get to explore exactly what the hell was going on from when he was on Tatooine did he feel the sense of Vader st still there does he have to go and find Vader but yet still try to balance mm -hmm. the fact that he's got Luke there too but making sure he's not getting found out by the by the Empire because he's trying to be quiet does he shut himself off right. from the force you know because, but not in a Luke way but in a way to where it's like okay I can't be seen I don't want to be seen right now, so I got to shut it off. But is that going to hurt him? You know, there's so there's so many things you can do there, but you can't just do it in just two hours. You got to do it in like six to eight. Yeah. Well, they're certainly spending money for these Disney Plus TV shows, so we'll see if that's something that happens. Uh, let's hit these last three stories in the movie news area real quick, and that is what Perry brought up here earlier. Uh, some fans on Reddit are quickly beginning to comment on the different translations for the title uh, for Episode Nine: Ry The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we have Japan saying it's. Uh, their translation is their translation is Star Wars: Dawn of Skywalker. Greece has its Skywalker: The Rise. Latin America has its Skywalker: The Rise. Poland has Star, Star Wars: Skywalker Rebirth. They went one up there, and then uh, Russia, not to be outdone, says Episode Nine: Skywalker: The Dawn. So, what does any of this? Me is this is this like people are making such a big deal that saying that oh this means like a rebirth or a dawn or something or is this just uh, people having fun with these translations? It's just a translation of the title. Okay. What do you think? Um, I mean, it's just translations, but it's pretty much going back to what I had said before, mm -hmm. where I think it's all just like accumulating to be like this is like a new path to follow. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's yeah. next? All right. The next thing we have here is uh, uh, I think it's Carrie Russell we have next. Uh, she uh, is uh, crying over the script for episode nine in a good way. Uh, said that it brought tears to her eyes. When I read his script that he wrote, and that's J.J. Abrams, I cried. I mean, who knows what it will turn out to be, and I've spoken as a true 
uh, actress there, and I hope it remains true to what he originally wanted. He's not trying to change it to be something else, she said of Abrams. He really respects what it is. And once again, this is speaking to the Associated Press. So this is good words to hear from her, and she understands as a veteran of the business, just what you read on the paper doesn't mean you're going to see it on screen. Right, so. and it's also this, they, they've been tight since Felicity. Yes, you know, they're, right. They're, 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 good, they're good friends, and, and he's hooking her up here now in Star Wars, and her Costume it's is a incredible. Costume. It's so good. I'm excited to see her in in this movie yeah. to see exactly what it is that she does. Uh, kind of mysterious. I don't want to keep it mysterious until I walk into that theater day yeah. up. But it's it's always good to see. I mean, that's it's different than saying, "Well, I saw the movie and it's really cool." So I read the script. I like it, uh, and I hope that it translates over from what I read. Yeah. Uh, but what I read got me emotionally and and i don't think that any single person would ever question jj's passion for star wars he's always been a star wars guy he's always been another original trilogy guy so it's it's good to hear it's you're also never going to hear them going "Ah, listen i gotta be honest with you i read the the script it's crap but i'm excited (laughs) to be in star wars i'm getting paid for it so was so much better than what i read so jj's my friend i'm glad he put me in the movie but terrible script i mean just awful um i'm glad i'm only in it for one yeah i really didn't like what happened to my character in felicity what else you got (laughs) you can see my haircut in this one right oh, yeah, go ahead. it's like liar liar if that happened right yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea for a movie actually an like actress. some sort of like an actor or like some sort of studio oh. exec who liar, catches liar. it yeah, yeah. yeah. Liar, liar. I want to watch that movie yeah. Yeah. Sure. but I mean you hear these comments yeah yeah I mean I hear it and you know they have to say a certain something at this point in the run but I'm glad she cried I want to cry right. and yeah. you know movies change significantly from script to screen and post production so mm-hmm. whatever she read in that initial script I want him to hold on to at least some of that in the, the long run. Cool. Yeah, me too. I, I like the fact that she said this and it makes me feel like th- just from the trailer, like seeing the trailer, I got emotional watching the trailer. So uh, I, this means, this feels like they're going back to this relationship situation that that's going to be what drives the film. Yeah, will we get Star Will we get lightsaber battles? Yes. Will we get battles in, in space? Absolutely. But it's about the heart of Star Wars, which is what always brings people back is the relationships between the characters. And it's not just heart, which you're right. It's adventure. Yeah. yeah. And I want, it wants, it's got to feel like a fun space adventure. Right. Like, mm. the, it, it hasn't felt like a spun, fun space adventure in a little bit. Yep. So yep. to get that, Solo did. Solo, Solo had the, sp- the fun space adventure, I think, for sure. So I think that we're going to get back to the fun space adventure. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's exactly what she's talking about. But, but like you said, because if you look at that trailer and you have uh, – it, it looks all of our characters are going on these things together. Yeah. There's more interaction. Mm-hmm. I want to see more interaction with all the characters. And I think we're going to get that in the closeout to these characters that J.J. created. Yeah. So a okay. lot of them. A yeah. lot of them that he created. Okay. All right. So we want to bounce the cannon? Well, not just yet. One last what thing. An interview got? with BuzzFeed, which is the title of this episode, so we've got to talk about uh-huh. it. Uh, Daisy Ridley was asked if she would be part of the next wave of Star Wars movies. She said, quote, I mean, I can say I'm not in the next trilogy. No, I think because Ryan always said, if it's the Ryan one or it's the guys that did Game of Thrones, I'm not sure. Whichever one it was, they always said it was going to be a separate story, so I'm not no. So we, we kind of suspected this anyway. Yeah. And then an Old Republic story coming out certainly reaffirms that. If that's um, the case. If that's the case, yeah. right. Uh, but with Daisy, it, she, she said not in this one. So it doesn't mean she won't maybe come back as Ray later on down the road, but certainly not in this next movie. She didn't say next trilogy or next, just the next movie. So Daisy Ridley um, and the character of Ray. Next to Kylo Ren, my favorite character so far that has been created. Mm-hmm. And then next to her theme and everything, too. And I think Daisy really is a tremendous actress and has brought so much to Star Wars. That being said, I don't want to see her anywhere near these, these yeah, movies. Yeah. I want to see a fresh start. I want to see new characters. And 
But the same thing, like you just said, it's not that I don't ever want to see her. Right. Bring it right back to our previous conversation. If Daisy really popped up in a race series after <sighs> on Disney Plus <sighs> after the events of Episode Nine, sign me up. Right. Mm-hmm. In 10 years from now, they decide they're going to do episode 10, 11, and 12, and it's going to be of a, a, a 35, 40 year old uh, Ray. Sign me up. Yeah. But I don't think we need it right now. Let's move on. Let's find something new. Let's explore either way in the past or somewhere completely different where it's not connected to any of these characters because it would negate what mm. we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Here. I wouldn't be surprised if they crack the door open for 10, 11, and 12 eventually That's just right. because mm-hmm. they want to have all the possibilities in their sure. back pocket. But I still think it's going to be kind of what I was uh, getting at before, which is fine. I, I didn't expect her to be in anything after this anyway, yeah. or at least anytime soon. But I want to feel whatever the influence is of what she manages to accomplish in this next movie. As long as I feel that in anything that takes place after the events of Rise of Skywalker, I will be very satisfied. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to move on to that part of the show that we simply call What's the Deal with Canon? <laughs> and it is everything that connects to Star Wars inside of the, the video games, comic books, novels, whatever it might be. We're going to talk about it. John, what do you got? EA has released a new official extended gameplay footage from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You know, E3 a couple of weeks ago, we got like, I think, 10 to 15 minutes, got a little introduction <coughs> to Force Whitaker being coming back to voice uh, uh, shit. I, uh, Saw. Saw. Saw Gray. Coming back to for Saw Gerrera. Hey, look, the Schmodown puts a lot of characters in your brain. Saw Gerrera, and now he's coming back to do uh, more of <laughs> this. And they released 25 minutes of footage, which was... So it's an extra 10 minutes of the 15 they'd already added. Got to enjoy even more of the world. Mark Riley was nerding out like crazy on the opposite desk from me yesterday. Getting to watch this this morning before we talked about it. Pretty incredible. Did you enjoy this footage, uh, Christian? Didn't watch it because oh, on okay. purpose because uh, I'm well, already... I'm glad I put it on the rundown. Yeah. I'm because I'm sold on it. Yeah, okay. I'm sold on it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to get it. The you don't want to get ruined. I don't need to. Fair enough. I'm going to get. Could, yeah, it could spoil it for I, you if you're going to play the game. Because I also saw a lot of it from at, at Celebration. Mm. I saw a lot, and I, I like what I wanted to see from this game when I went to that panel at Celebration was what is this story? Who are the characters I'm going to be following? What's the gameplay going to mm-hmm. look like? You know, and they showed so much, and they had such a great conversation. I was in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually disconnecting myself from any of this right now because I want to play this game and experience it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that it's, there's so many hours of gameplay that you it's 20 minutes it's 20 minutes, yeah. but I just don't need to see any of it all because I'm, it's the most excited I've been for a video game since the first Battlefront, which didn't del- deliver, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it wasn't also a story-based game. Right. I'm about the story. And I want and the character and furthering the canon and this like, is going to fill all those boxes. So sign me up. Did you yeah. get a chance to watch? I it? watched some of it. I scrubbed oh. through it here and there. Um, I don't trust myself to actually play it after what I did with Battlefront Two. <laughs> I went out and I bought a PlayStation and everything. Oh and my I bar- god! I barely touched. It. I I wow. bought a PlayStation just for Battlefront Two, and yeah. then I barely played it just because like we're watching so much content. There's not enough time. But mm-hmm. watching this footage and knowing everything that we heard from that panel, the only thing I care about right now is just my dream of having a droid like that to like sit on my shoulder and like come around the world with me did you love it i did i absolutely love it i'm not you know i was hardcore video gamer like late 80s yeah. 90s all through the 90s into 2000s you got to kind of you know vision yeah right coleco yeah. exactly tech but do, 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 yeah. do, all that stuff yeah that's what i did but as you get older like you gotta you gotta put uh, you gotta pay bills and so i had to go get regular jobs couldn't spend nine hours a day playing these video games anymore and i kind of just slid into the sports stuff 
But I've slowly been walking back to this. Dennis has been a real part of me walking back to this door to a lesser degree. But certainly Dennis, like, trying to get me into Red Dead, which was fantastic. And now this looks great. This I can spend some time on. Don't I can limit an hour to two hours where I can spend in our meditation yeah. room and play that game. So I'm excited. I'm with you on that one. Because it's story-based like you. I agree with you. That's, that's the whole reason I want to mm-hmm. play. Because when LucasArts was doing the games, yeah. and that was the height of Star Wars video games. There were so many quality Star Wars games. And we since, since yeah, the acquisition of Lucasfilm from Disney, this is only the third console mm-hmm. game. I know there's mm-hmm. been other mobile games and stuff too, but this is the third console game, and two of them have been Battlefront. You know, so it's like, and yeah. they, they find, and, and one of them before this one had a story that you have, after I was, because the purpose of Battlefront 1 and 2 yeah. is not to play for the story, it's mm-hmm. to interact with everyone else too. The only reason I played 2 is the story, and once the story was done, I never touched it. Well, then we but, have Vader Immortal too. Right, which is not necessarily a console, but it's, it's, yeah. it's and that game, that's my favorite Star Wars game I've played so far. Mm. I have enjoyed it quite you, a bit. Did you wind up doing I the first? Did. It's great, I did the whole first episode. It's I, so great. I want more now, now, now. How great is the Black Bishop? That character is really? so ev- awesome. Ev- everything looks great. Black Bishop looks great. The thing that I am hung up on in that is, this is going to sound ridiculous, yeah. is the sensation of climbing ladders in VR. Like, all I want is just a game yeah. that has me climbing ladders did all day long. Did they turn that back on in here? Because when I did it, it's like you just touched it and you just zoomed up. Did they, no. They, they must have turned it, it up. It, like, really gives you the it, sensation that you are grabbing something and pulling yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. up. It's yeah, great. Well, the first time I played it, that's exactly what happened. And then when they set it up here the second time, for some reason, every time you just touched the ladder, you would yeah. zip oh, up to the top. Weird. So hopefully they change that yeah it's good um all right now we'll move on to hearing from you guys and that's just going to twitter you guys have hit the twitter sphere and you're hashtagging a collider jedi council rook has gone through some of the questions i have here we go all right this one uh comes from kyle mcdonough aj mcdonough as much as i like the character of admiral uh, gal akbar and you know akbar do you know him i've heard of him aside from saying you want it to bud it's a trap. He doesn't do that much in the movie, so why do people get so mad about his death in The Last Jedi? And that includes the actor who voices Akbar. Um, well, there's a lot. It depends on who you're asking, because mm-hmm. if you're asking someone like me, he's done way more than just do mm-hmm. that. Whether you're looking yeah. at stuff that he's done in the novels and even in the Legends novels and in the canon novels, and how, what he's done as far as taking his just his species and, and helping out the rebellion. So. That's the Uber nerd like myself that's read all this stuff, right? And, and but as far as someone in general who's just a fan uh, of the movies, Akbar is a pretty strong character. He's always mm-hmm. he, he's not yes, he just says it's a trap, but he's maneuvering all those all those ships. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's that he's the he's the general. He, so he, there there is a lot that he's doing in both in in, in Return of the Jedi. That I think that that's why people have the same way that why people love Boba Fett. Yeah. Boba Fett says mm-hmm. a couple, he's more, he's worth more alive than dead or whatever the hell he says. But yep. he's, there's so many different things that he says that it's just, it just kind of comes and goes. But he's a memorable character. Right. So the same thing goes for Akbar. They're, they're both iconic. That's, yeah. that's yeah. what happened to them over time. It doesn't matter how much screen time they had. They are pop culture icons. Yeah. And I feel like if you're coming at it from that perspective or with the addition of all the EU stuff, which I'm only lightly familiar with, I still feel like you, you feel 
I remember the first time I was watching it and that happened. I'm like, whoa, did they did they just do that? Yeah. And I, you know, it it makes sense in the grand scheme of things. You're in a big battle. He's on the ship. Of course, many people are going to die, whether you're an important character or not. But (laughs) yeah, Yeah. I I will say that they could have done at least that. I mean, it's like because that was Ken's argument. That's what happens in war. Yeah. But we're also in a movie where there's a pop culture icon like saying, show me his face to where he's for a second. We just lost Akbar because like. Perry said they did him dirty. Did like when you, you look at it, you're like, wait a minute, yeah. what happened to Akbar? Oh, he's dead. Yeah, and and but and Leia's floating around in space. Don't worry, she's coming back. Yeah, that is what happens in war. But this is a a a movie. A, a movie. So yeah. you got to give people certain moments. The same thing. A lot of people get angry about how Luke died in Last Jedi. That's a very divisive thing. Mm. You got to give him that lightsaber battle. The fact that he has a moment with Leia, but it's not really him. It's a it's a hologram or an apparition that doesn't really give you that feeling of connection human to human. And that's what people were wanting to have. So you can explain away anything, but the truth is there's this connection here. And I feel the same way. I didn't like the way he was done here. I liked Akbar so, so much. From a, was it, a slave calamari or a prisoner as a calamari rising all the way to the right. ranks of an admiral? He deserved a better death, a soldier's death. All right, well, thank yeah. you for the question. What's the next one? All right, this is uh, from uh, a thick... Uh, thickest boy with two C's there uh, uh, at Clooner. Uh, when will there be? When will there be? If there ever will be a Collider top mm-hmm. ten Star Wars villains, who's making the list? Sorry, we did the heroes a while ago. We did. Um, I, I I don't know the answer to that question. It's more of a Perry question. Huh. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. Well, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know the answer. You got it. Right. Yeah. Perry, next. thoughts? Don't. Adam, cut away from me. There you go. She's talking at him. Put the camera on her. I don't know. Uh, Well, we did one for uh, the top 10. So if you want to listen to that, you can go to our top 10 podcast. We counted down in Chicago live. Our second show, top 10 Star Wars villains. I put Anakin and Darth Vader on the list. Caused a lot of anger amongst the people. Anakin wasn't a villain. Darth Vader was. Anakin was a villain. He killed those little kids. Let's move. I start. No, no, no. Don't start. No, no, no. No, we have to have time. Where are we going here? What do you mean? We do have time. Okay. So Anakin Skywalker. The good, he says it in episode four, what Obi Wan. The good man that once was Anakin Skywalker ceased to be and became Darth Vader. Yeah. So, or, excuse me, in, in episode six. Um, so, the second he goes, henceforth you shall be known as Darth Vader, Anakin, dead. Now, if you want to say there's an evil mo- thing that he did, and there was a really bad thing he did when he killed the sand people and killed the children, sure. But he didn't kill children. Darth Vader killed children. Anakin didn't kill children. So you can't connect Anakin and, and Darth Vader as the same. They're two different people. Because he, he even says that name has, no longer has any meaning to me. He was Darth Vader. Yeah. So Anakin was never a villain. I'm just conf- I'm confused by it. You and I are just on different sides but of this. But, so I because like I think he is not Darth Vader until he puts on the uh, outfit and loses his last connection. Even though he called him Darth Vader? Yeah, because you know what? I can call so you, you Joe Schmo. It doesn't make you, you Joe Schmo. So you, so you know better than Emperor Palpatine. I don't Emperor he's Emperor Palpatine. He's not a real game. person. I'm just doing my analysis of the situation. No. And in my mind, I think he doesn't know. In my mind, he doesn't get to decide who Anakin is because Anakin is a strong person in his own right. Gets to have his own identity when he wants. And I don't think he fully embraces being Darth Vader until he loses the connection to Padme. When she dies, he's told she dies, and he puts on the Darth he's Vader outfit. Sl- then he's fully Darth Vader. Until then, he's still somewhat Anakin and can be somewhat redeemed. Here's the only argument that I would make for you. I wouldn't say that because he's already Darth Vader at that point. Okay. But what I, the one argument you could make before he becomes Darth Vader, yeah. cuts off Sam Jackson's hand, tosses him out the window. Right. That, but even then, as Anakin, he says, what have I done? And then he goes, boop, I'm a Sith Lord now. I'm Darth Vader. 
let's make it work. So he did he did a couple of despicable things, Anakin, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I put him up top. But anyway, it's a it, very curious. What do you guys think? Is was Anakin a villain or was Darth Vader the villain? Uh, and would you, how far up would you rank him yeah. in a list that we'll never do here? Apparently, so, uh, <laughs> what's next? You never know. Don't close the door. I don't that. know. Those, I have no those, idea. That top ten and at a point top fifty series was just like an incredible undertaking yeah, for is. this whole office. So if and when the time does come, we're always discussing right. different creative mm-hmm. opportunities. So you never know. Never we are know. just right, so very tuned. busy producing yeah. content. Follow Perry on Twitter and she'll let you know exactly when I listen to out. What's, what's next? That's right. Thickest boy. You can get even thicker. All right, Jason last Smith. One. Last one. Uh, uh, the last one? Mm, okay, I like this idea. Well, we mentioned it earlier, and this is from Joe Self, at Tweet Joe Self. So far in the movies, the only person to see mm-hmm. a Force Ghost is Luke. So in Episode Nine, who's going to see Luke? Ray, Kylo, or both? Both. Kind of answers, yeah. I think Perry said it before too. Yeah. I think because there's two reasons why I think this is, is going to happen. Okay, one Ray's going to see, see. I think not only she's going to see Luke, I think she'll see Yoda also. I think so. Mm. They'll, they'll be talking to her, and that's kind of where. Even she's, though she doesn't know who Yoda is, she never met Yoda. Doesn't know Yoda. It's a year is. later, man. There's been it, this okay. has been an introduction. I'm sure Luke came to her. So Luke has been coming to her for quite some time. I think time. so. Yeah, okay. I think he's been. Te- that's what I got from the trailer. Um, so and I think Yoda probably they passed on everything that they know. So I think she's seen probably and in, in novels you're probably learning that she saw everybody. Yeah, probably. You know? But Kylo is the more interesting one, and there's two. So the question is one. The one thing that Luke said to him was that he'll be there, and it almost seemed like he was going to haunt him, right? Mm-hmm. So will he see him and have conversations with him there, or will that inevitable redeeming of Kylo that's going to happen? No, I'm telling you, uh, it's going to happen. Uh, and when that happens, no. is that when he sees him? So. I would think I would actually prefer if it was the beforehand. I would like that they, he just he's showing up. He's having a conversation. We can't do anything about it. Uh, and instead of just the the redeeming thing, because I'm telling you, that's going to be the only problem. Episode nine. When I watch it, I'm going to go. Eh, there's the I lazy. I don't think move. it's going to be a straightforward redemption. Like I really mm. do think that this new this new like Jedi that I keep talking about. I think it's some sort of like very even balance between the light and the dark, and it's going to be kind of Luke in between. Mm. The two yeah, of them bringing, bringing, yeah, bringing yeah, the them together Jedi. in a way that creates the ultimate balance. We'll see. What do you think? I think Great Jedi certainly. And uh, uh, since Ahsoka Tano in Rebels, I felt that that uh, theory was in play as a possibility. So a lot of people reacted that way and felt that Skywalker could be the name for a new Jedi. And that would be great. A new Jedi order would be great. It's a way to get away from the Skywalker storyline while still having the Skywalker storyline. Have sure. some kind of connection if they open the door for the 10, 11, 12, which you mentioned, Perry. So uh, for me, I, I always find it fascinating that only Luke saw Force Ghosts. So maybe this has all been in Luke's head from the beginning. Maybe it appears but he's we'll not see. the only one, though. Well, who else? Well, in Yoda, canon, who Yoda, has seen him? Yoda, Yoda has seen him. Uh, Obi Wan saw it in, in saw it in uh, Qui Gon Jinn in in the what's the the, the the short novel the short stories. I always think. Yeah, fourth, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's not. He's yeah, not the only right, one that's seen enough. it. He's, he's the only one that's me. seen it in the movies. Okay, that's yeah. Okay, that's what I. And so with Kylo, um, I don't know if he's going to see Luke, and if he does, I think he's not going to be as fooled like he was by Luke at the end of Last Jedi because he's also had time to come to terms with what happened and can grow and mature as well, just like Ray has. So I don't think he'll fall for it in the same way. If he does get redeemed, and God, please don't redeem him, I think that's when he sees Luke. Was it from a certain point of view, or am I, I saying so. the wrong title? I think you're right. I okay. Mean, a certain point of view. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, anyway, that's the show here today, Star Wars show. That's what we do here on Collider Jedi Council. I'd like to thank first 
Grandma Nemiroff, thank you for joining us always as always. Always happy to be here. What's thank going you for on? It was movie talk, obviously, every yeah, day at 3 p.m. Yeah, movie talk, every day, 3 p.m. PT, live. What else is going on? Ladies' Night is alive oh, yeah. and thriving. We just had Jesse Buckley on, yeah. and I'll just tease something for way down the line. Jillian Bell for Britney Runs a Marathon oh, might sweet. have come through the studio. So we're nice. whole, that's a very special movie to me. So that opportunity, really, I was just beyond thrilled. The outlaw, John Roca. Hello, everyone. Yeah, you, you can find me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. and uh, Mailbag. Collider uh, Mailbag this weekend I got Ash Crossan everybody loves Ash Crossan and Joseph Scrimshaw two Star Wars aficionados coming on to join me to answer questions and also tomorrow on the Collider Conversations podcast feed the deep cut I have the lead of yesterday that movie that's coming out the Danny Boyle movie Himish Patel stop by to talk to me about 45 minutes about the movie his career and what he's trying to do and what he's trying to symbolize as an actor of color in the world now getting some prominence so a good conversation with him so don't miss that awesome and also don't miss Collider Live every single day here from Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Ending out the day, however, excuse me, the week on Friday, it's our one-hour show, so check that out for sure. And if you haven't gotten tickets for Comic-Con, and you go to Comic-Con, make sure at July 20th we're doing our movie trivia showdown match with Rachel the Crusher Cushing, and we're pushing it back because we know that Marvel's going to wind up being there, so we're pushing the event back to around 8, 8.30. The, the exact time will come out pretty soon, so that way you can get your tickets to SchmodownLive.com so you can see Marvel and pop over see us we're doing a meet and greet and everything there too so thank you guys for joining us for perry and john may the force be with you always it's that little chico pit bull mr 305 but it said mr worldwide and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast from negative to positive brought to you by my friends over at state farm I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.